1: Tuesday on the Horn, the men's college basketball season is over. UConn, your champions for 2022 and 23, and left no doubt. Average margin of victory in their six tournament games, 20. Point differential, plus One plus 120, which makes sense, right? If you have an average margin of 20 and you play six games, that's going to be 120 point differential. But uh, here were their margins of victory. 24, 15, 23, 28, 13, and 17 last night in the Natty game. Convincing. Which, which uh, meant Ty Henderson's pick of San Diego State plus the 7.5 is a loser. I told you I had to do it. You had to. You wrote them. You were yeah, on San Diego right, State from the all, jump. That's right. But uh, I don't know if you noticed just how tall UConn was compared to San Diego State in previous games. But uh, Yes, that uh, that was not a close game. Now it got close late uh, with five minutes to go. They do like San Diego State's never going to be an easy easy out, but that's why somebody asked us earlier: Could Texas have beaten UConn? And I said, no, no, I think it would have been a similar fate for the Longhorns, kind of like San Diego State. I think they would have been overwhelmed by the height of UConn and just the overall, you know, athleticism. And uh, Texas would have been in it. I think it would have been a similar score to the Miami game or the the uh the game with San Diego State last night, but I I don't know that it would have been wouldn't have been double digits. UConn's good. Let's just say no, that. No, they're good. They're really good. They're on a different level than everybody I saw in college basketball this year.
0: And they didn't win their they didn't win their conference.
1: That's okay. Shaka did.
0: Now how many now did they did they split tied during the season with Shocker or did they lose twice to Shocker?
1: I'm not sure. Yeah in the Big East. Um yeah you know, they team, lost more, once to him we know Shaka's not going to do much damage come tournament time. That's just not his MO. Boy, he's the king of meaningless tournaments.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, mean Greenard.
1: That ain't wrong. He's got a Big 12 tournament championship, Big East, National Invitational Championship. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He ain't wrong.
0: Don't worry about it. Don't give up a Natty now. we a gift horse in the mouth. Come on now. Take that Natty.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean... Uh... Remember, we they won their first fourteen games, Yukon. Then they hit a skid, right? In late December, into January. They didn't come out of Christmas very well. They lost that team you saw last night, Yukon lost one, two, three, four, five, six, six of nine. Yep. Uh they just didn't they weren't playing well. And obviously some injuries were up in there. Uh but they righted the ship and they finished like a freight train. Um they did beat Mar they did lose to Marquette on March tenth in the Big East tournament, seventy to sixty eight. Uh, that's their last loss for the season, uh, that one loss on uh, to, to Marquette. In the regular season, they beat Marquette once, and let me find the other one. They lost to Marquette once, so they split, and then Marquette beat them two out of three. So Shaka Smart has that. He beat national the national champions. He beat the national champions two out of three. By the, the transit of property. By the transit of property. There you go. But uh, obviously, UConn with Dan Hurley, peaking at the right time, left no doubt.
0: Boy, that big... Be- that Big East conference now with Rick Pitino joining in,
1: yeah, and recruiting like crazy, <laughs> trying to bring in some some big names, St. John's Taylor and I, Johnny's. Look, I'm telling you, don't don't if this comes comes to fruition, don't remember where you heard it. I Brett Yormark, the new commissioner of the Big Twelve, is actively talking to teams of that ilk for an expanded Big Twelve basketball basketball only conference mm-hmm. that he can sell to TV partners. We know Gonzaga is a part of that, and. A team like St. John's, I think. I think Brett Yormark has met with St. John's, and they want he wanted some assurances they were serious about getting back to being a big time basketball program. Obviously, they responded by hiring Rick, Rick Patino, which would tell you they're in the mix. And you know, I, I see where Brett Yormark's going. He thinks what the current Big Twelve is, even when you lose Texas and Oklahoma, you add Houston, you add Cincinnati. Uh, you could, if you could go big picture and make it a make it the basketball conference like the SEC is football. And sell that.
0: Nothing wrong with that.
1: And sell that to TV partners. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, And that's kind of the way he's angling. And big, you know, Brett Yormark has come in with some outside the box visions for how this thing can go. And I give him credit. But like, there's a lot, lot to happen between now and then. But it's certainly being discussed uh, at the Big 12 conference level. And that whole Pac 12 thing still hadn't resolved itself. Uh, That thing. And since
0: he's not bad in basketball, are they? Ty, they're okay.
1: They're similar to San Diego State, where they just play some hard-nosed basketball. Well, when they had Mick Cronin, right? They had Mick Mm -hmm. Cronin who went to UCLA. They were good. And Bob Huggins was at Cincinnati with a number one seed at times. I mean, that's a big time. They can be a big time basketball program uh, with the right coach. I think that's that's absolutely a fact. And they're into the conference, Uh, so I see where your mark's angling for. And the other part of that is if you could, in basketball only, add a St. John's and a UConn and a. And I don't know, but and then uh, Villanova. Well, now oh. you're selling TV packages on the East Coast, right? You're selling to the, the bigger, biggest markets in the country, uh, while you have the middle of the country, and then Gonzaga would bring some West Coast love. I mean, obviously, it's a travel beast, but you do it in divisions. You wouldn't, and the way it would work out. But either way, that's down the road, big picture. I have been told that is a conversation that's being had at the the highest levels of the Big Twelve Conference. Hey, so I um,
0: as well say there's no football at Villanova or UConn.
1: They're well, yeah, well, they With still the, play. St. John's, Yukon of Illinois, They play football, but you don't think they would join a basketball only conference. Football.
0: No, yeah, they would love to, I would think.
1: Yeah. With the likes of Kansas, Houston. Wow. Yeah, I mean the the, the current Big Twelve, which is Baylor Houston, best basketball conference man. in the country, for sure. I think there's there's no doubt. Uh, Kansas State was a three seed this year. They have a great basketball tradition there. Uh, all right, so yes, we're going to talk to Ty Harrington here coming up. We're talking Tiger Woods and the Scotty Scheffler Champions Dinner tonight at the uh, the Augusta National. Talking baseball and the pitch Absolutely. clock and how it's uh, improved the game of baseball in a short amount of time, in my opinion.
0: Can't wait till Patrick Reed says to Tiger, hey, aren't you supposed to be in court tomorrow? Ooh. Don't stay late to the dinner. Don't you and your girlfriend have a court date?
1: Yeah, that could really start the fight. If, that is going to start. Because I could see Dustin Johnson having a couple of pops and popping off at Tiger, but hey.
0: Hey, I got an extra room at the house. Since girl problems
1: you, again, huh? <laughs> Since you kicked your girl out of the mansion? Did you really lock the girl out of the house? Come oh. on, Tiger.
0: Hey, we got it. Paulina and I have an extra room. No. That would start started, huh? A couple drinks in. Wow. Well, oh, that's got to be Patrick I don't Reed think, to do that.
1: I, that's something I would like to hear. When I say fly on the wall, who pops off to Tiger? Justin Thomas does. Always. Justin Thomas has a key to popping off to Tiger. Absolutely. And that's why Tiger handed him the tampon the one time. Absolutely. Last time he played. Um, who else t- can pop off to Tiger? Phil, is, it's going to be a fight. it would be a real fight with Phil, right? Well, that would be a fight. Like, just even though the, you think you're joking, but they're just, like, you don't pop off to, like, if you're in the presence of the Don, oh, the Godfather, you don't make jokes.
0: No, you don't tell him that his wine selection sucks.
1: Even if it's funny, no, don't even do it. No, Your shoes don't match or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? You don't go there.
0: <laughs> no, I I got to think Bubba can do it. They played together for a while. They played in some tournaments together back in the day.
1: Does anybody like Bubba though? I don't know. That's the thing. It's just like they're so they're all independent people. They're not team players. So they they grown up individual. So they're all their own entity. I don't know who gets a list. It's just different personalities. Who's the guy that everybody likes? Scotty think so. Sheffler? Sheffler doesn't rub anybody the wrong way. No. He's just Scotty. He's a good old, he's just a good old dude.
0: They'll they'll be good. It's his dinner. They're gonna, you're right, they're not gonna mess with it.
1: Scotty's got some Ben Crenshaw to him where he's just a gentle soul. Yeah, he's not gonna mess around. Hey, let's dive into the foot baseball conversation. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Our skipper here on this show every Tuesday at 910. 20 years the head coach at Texas State. uh, Now doing great work in TV and radio and Commercial real estate. He is Ty Ty Harrington. Ty, how are you, bud?
2: I'm uh, fantastic, gentlemen. I'm uh, actually enjoying listening to you guys talk about the awkwardness of the dinner at, <laughs> at the Masters. Man, I'd like night. to be there and, for uh, those. Was... W- wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like? Oh to my goodness! There? No, I gotta say, I gotta say though, the menu, I'm in on. No, me too. I, gotta, oh, I mean, I, that's straight. Yeah, that's right out of Austin, Texas menu. And um, I'm sure it'll be interesting for some of them, but I think more people are going to be probably looking around the room and uh, at each other and and uh, try to hold back from their comments. I would assume.
1: Well, you've taken a you're a golfer now because uh, you need that competitive uh, fire to burn when like you were when you were managing or playing baseball. Uh, do you have a do you have a pick for this weekend? Do you, you, is there a golfer you're kind of keeping your
2: eye on going into this race? I, I, as much as I probably just want as more as anything else i i man, i think scotty shepherd's just playing so good i it's hard and he i just i like the idea of him winning again i do i think he's playing so good and um i'm sure everybody's got different thoughts about it and certainly be important uh pulling for speed but um i do i think scotty shepherd wins this weekend
1: Absolutely, uh, he's he's playing as well as any defending champion coming back to defend, as we've seen since maybe Tiger Woods at his peak. I mean, he is number one player in the world. Won the Players, won Phoenix, played great here in Austin, and just has to be brimming with confidence in, in every phase of his golf game, which is what it takes to win at Augusta. Uh, uh, so, Ty, the uh, the Lawhorn series, you know, you come in on a Monday after a, a game where you blew it in the ninth inning, your team did. Uh, and you lose the series two out of three, but big picture, you had a, a weekend, a week trip where you went to A and M and Oak State and went two and two, and you had a sixteen game win streak snapped in there at some point against a red hot right hander on Saturday. You know things are things are still trending in a good direction despite the ninth inning on on Sunday. Fair to say?
2: Well, I think it's fair to say, and I I got to be honest, with we sometimes even as coaches and players or fans, we we got to remember that a baseball game is twenty seven outs. And uh, you can lose a game in the first, the fifth, the seventh. And there's a lot of different ways. The the, the more dramatic one is the walk-off, which is what happened on Sunday. But Texas put themselves in position uh, to win two out of three on the road. I, I think they've played really good. Now, they weren't as offensive this past weekend as what they've been. A lot of that had to do with OSU's pitching. i got to be honest. I thought watch Brown on Saturday, and I got to watch some of it um with my daughter after we did the Texas State game. And uh I thought Watch Brown might have been one of the best pitchers I've seen this year. Uh and now, now that's on TV and on video. Uh but man, his command of two different breakers and that fastball were just, you know, were really tough on anybody in particular them. And then I thought even, you know, it's been well chronicled already about, you know, Texas had a chance in the ninth inning with the bases loaded, nobody out. But Stevens, the, the, the reliever for Oklahoma State, is really good. That, that fastball that he uses is a weapon moving left to right uh, with velo and command. He knows how to put the ball in left-handed hitters on the edge and you know get guys to swing as it runs off the plate, does the same with right-handed hitters He runs it up underneath them. And so I, I, I thought they got pitched to really good. Um, and so overall, I think it was you – know, you want to win two out of three because you see how critical – if you can take two out of three on the road, how critical that is, because then you got to go home and defend your own turf. Um, and if you do that, then obviously you're going to put yourself in a, in a position to win a championship possibly. And I thought if I was looking at a crystal ball and I've watched Texas already this year and the way they've played over the last you know month, month and a half, and then if you watch Oklahoma State early in the year and then watch them this weekend, they're probably two of the top uh, teams in the Big 12. And uh, it was certainly fun to watch. Which is why they were tight games and, and exciting games, and that there is a little bit of a rivalry that goes way back to the '80s uh, when it comes to Oklahoma State and, and University of Texas playing baseball.
1: There's no doubt about that. I said that yesterday, Ty. You, that Sunday game, it had the intensity. You know, Josh Holiday was fired up. There were some challenges. Uh, arguing I, I think both I think I think you're right on you know West Virginia's 21 and 7 but I think Oklahoma State and Texas are the, the two best teams in the Big 12 right now I think they kind of knew that and that was a really critical game a swing game on a Sunday uh, Texas wanted it they wanted it and uh, that that was a really really good atmosphere uh, you mentioned uh, Watts Brown Jerron Watts Brown he was named the Big 12's pitcher of the week for his performance on Saturday and why not uh, because yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Kansas State—they're all right. TCU is, is is okay at seventeen and eleven, but we may have just seen the best two teams. And now the Longhorns come home to play K State, and uh, you got to win your home games. But to get that one would have been would have been a big one. And I think both managers knew it.
2: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. But if you if you look at the stats on that on that weekend series too, Oklahoma State didn't commit an error. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, come on, now that's that's clean. And so you're playing at a really high level. So that told you where their focus level was uh, and what they were attempting to do. And then, you know, obviously coming out of, you know, they'd lost two out of three on the road to uh, Tech and had taken a really, I think got run ruled on Sunday um, the week before against Tech. And so they were trying to figure out a few things. It would be interesting to see. Unfortunately, I think, and I don't know the severity of the injury to the center fielder for Oklahoma State, uh, that happened, I think, on Saturday. And, uh, and so I, there's a lot of things that come into play over the long haul when you're chasing championships, and health is a huge part of it. And being able to keep your team healthy when you move out into April, out of March, and you've already started to play, because we're halfway there, and we're halfway through the season now. And so this is when, you know, some injuries can start to creep up, but the other part of this time of year is if you've done a good job recruiting and if you're doing a good job of, of continuing developing, you always have one or two guys, your younger players, that all of a sudden start to really blossom and take off. And, and certainly Texas has some freshman guys that have, you know, Thomas, who I think is going to be a really fabulous player, an incredible player as his career goes on. He's competitive. He's athletic. He's athletic. Um, and there's, they've got some freshmen, I think, that could really start to emerge and, and do some great things, and they also need some of those young guys on the mound to start to emerge a little bit for them as well. Uh, but this is that time of year when some of those young guys start to take a step forward, and if you can stay healthy, you can really start to do some fun things, and uh, as, a, as April heats up temperature-wise, the wind starts to blow out even more, which makes the home runs more accessible and, uh, and more of an opportunity, which you're probably going to see tonight uh, against Air Force with You know, Air Force right now coming in. I mean, their opponent's batting average against Air Force is 321. Um, And, you know, Duke Binge who's going to go to the mound tonight. I mean, he's already – he's given up 17 extra base hits this year already. Uh, They're going to cut the game up, I'm sure, uh, as Texas will too with Ace Whitehead uh, going to the mound tonight for them. And and Ace needs to go out there and throw well. and I'm sure they're going to cut it up uh, as well. Nobody's going to get overexposed, particularly with short time around because now Texas plays – Conference on Thursday, like everybody else does, and so you only have one day in between uh, where you pitch and stuff, so you can't overexpose anybody tonight. So, Ty, is
0: this the time when you bring some of those younger guys in that, that even though you know it, it's a Tuesday, you know, you, you're you coming off of, of a nice winning streak, but still the importance of the remainder of the season, you know, you've got to find out some things that you, you really want to see, and you're only going to see them on Tuesday, so this is the time to let them play a little bit. Your streak is over well, I with. So I mean, I
2: think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think you're always searching mm-hmm. for that extra piece. And you're always looking for, you know, it's rare that your lineup is just completely laid out like it had been maybe a year ago, um, with you know, with Texas and some other ones. Um, but you're you're constantly searching for that next piece and that and that young guy who now he's been in the in the in college baseball for, you know, two months, month and a half playing. Sure. He sees and recognizes the speed of the game, Bucky, he starts to recognize you know the workload that, that goes along with it, the transition, and all those things. Now he's got he's starting to reach a comfort level, and so can he get to a physical and emotional comfort level as a young player that now he starts to really perform as the guy that you recruited him to be. And uh, and so I just think this time of year is from a coach's perspective, you look up and you start reading box scores like I do. And again, I've said a hundred times, I geek out on on box scores and start reading across the country. And all of a sudden you see names with fewer at-bats than everybody else. All of a sudden he goes two for four and has two RBIs or, or does something special and guys start to develop. Or an arm that comes in, you know, in the middle of a game and, and, and shuts somebody down for six, you know, six outs or, or maybe even nine and then all of a sudden that guy starts to flourish. So you'll start to see some of that from a lot of programs. Uh, you'll start to see that this time of year.
1: You're right. We saw Texas in basketball. We saw Dylan DeSue do it for the Longhorn basketball team. It happens in baseball, too, Or a guy that maybe was one kind of player for the first 30 games all of a sudden finds some confidence, finds some rhythm, and uh, becomes a whole, whole different player. Uh, happens in every sport and certainly in baseball. Ty, the, uh, I'm not saying you're going to tell me how this is going to go and, and you're breaking any news. But we get a lot of questions about Tanner Witt, uh, the right-hander for the Longhorns, coming off the injury. and In your conversations with the coaches and and David Pierce, now that we're to April, uh, what do you think the, the, the timeline is and how do you think they handle that situation?
2: I don't know. Um, I'm not privy to that. And I don't ask, to be honest with you. know, Those things are behind closed doors and discussions about the calendar, where he is, his health-wise, how he feels, how he's starting to repeat. Uh, that becomes a huge part of it. Is how he feels after he throws. You know, was he sore? Was he not sore? All those kinds of things start to become a big part of uh, the recovery on that. You know, they and they're they're able now through all the rehab to you know you can expediate sometimes if if a guy feels good his bodies are different. You know, your body's going to react different to surgery than mine is. You know, Bucky the same way. Our bodies you know uh, respond differently and what that timeline looks like. You know, you can always hope for and look at a certain day, but the reality is the person involved with it has to be able to repeat, and he's got to be able to get up and the next day and not be sore when he starts to push it and really get after it. And then all, and then the end of that thing is you got to go see some competitive hitters against you. That's different than throwing bullpens. When you throw a bullpen, there's effort. You can even say, okay, I want to, you know, let it go today and let it ride, and you do. But the different part, when you put that baseball and those spikes on that dirt and you got a guy out there trying to hit you, that's different. And all of a sudden, you, your effort becomes different. Your mindset, your emotions are different. Your adrenaline's different. So that's when you're pushing it. And that's when you start to find out just how far along anybody is in, uh, in the rehab and being able to get back out there and, and be successful and, uh, and be able to help a team, but also keep your health and move forward.
1: Last thing, Coach. I know you've been close to the Texas State program too. Texas is twenty and nine. They're nineteen and nine. Coming off the weekend, uh, what's the diagnosis? Because the Longhorns play this week with uh, with uh, Air Force today at four o'clock, and then Kansas State uh, for the Thursday through Saturday Easter weekend series here, and then back to back games with the Bobcats next Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh,
2: a couple things. They go to play a And M tonight. Um, they, came out, they won two of the three games this past weekend with Arkansas State, all one-run games, all three games. They had to come back on mm-hmm. Friday night, tie the game in the ninth. Ben McLean made one of the best base-running um, plays I've seen in a long time, and then got the game-winning hit the 10th. You know they, they weren't able to hold on on Saturday. They came back and won a one-run game on, uh, on Sunday. Then go play the Aggies tonight, so it'll be fun to see how they do. We're at 4 o'clock tonight. I'm working with Craig Wade this afternoon at 4 o'clock with Air Force, so I'll get to see a little bit of the Aggie game uh, afterwards, which will be fun to watch them. But then it is. I I love what Coach Pierce and and, and Trouty have done on that uh, series. So remember now, everybody's playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. So you get your Sunday off. We're all on Easter eggs on Sunday. And then you got to think about it. Now, we don't play on Mondays very much. But Monday will be in San Marcos. It is sold out. It's only there was at one point maybe two weeks ago, only standing room only, which has always been a huge game. Uh, in San Marcos, and I always appreciate the idea of Augie starting that years ago and coming down there to play, and, and, uh, and I'm proud that David and them have decided to continue to do that. So we play Monday in, in San Marcos. It'll be a tremendous crowd. Hopefully the weather will be unbelievable, and then you turn around and you, you drive 30 miles the other way, and it'll be a dish field where Texas State will go up there and play them on a Tuesday. So it's a back-to-back deal, game on Monday, Tuesday, and it is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I truly I thought last year the way the series went, both teams won at the opposing team's field. And uh, and I thought it was exciting. It was fun. And then, you know, in a two-game series on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or now on this one, Monday, Tuesday, you know what the pitching looks like. You know, both teams are having to stretch their bullpens a little bit. And uh, so I, I look forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun in San Marcos and a lot of fun in Austin as well.
1: We'll look forward to that. and uh, Save me a seat if you can find me one, Ty. I'll be down there on Monday night next week to to be a part of it out on the train car there down the line watching a good good baseball game. It'll be a fun weekend at the Masters. Got Easter, and uh, we'll say to you, Ty, thanks for the visit, and happy Easter to you and your family, my friend.
2: Happy
1: Easter. Happy Easter, Ty. Yep,
2: gentlemen, thank you guys. Happy Easter to you guys as well, and I look forward to talking to you guys next week.
1: There it is, Ty Harrington, breaking it down. Yeah, this time of year. Who steps up? Who becomes a, a different player than they had been uh, could be critical, and we'll keep an eye on that Tanner Witt story. We'll certainly ask Coach Pierce about the Tanner Witt conversation on Thursday when we visit with him. Uh, I think we'll talk to Coach on Thursday. I'll make sure because they play Thursday, but he's joined us on game days before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll plan on Thursday at eight thirty with Coach Pierce. And I, I thought Ty saying something we said yesterday that that th- that Sunday game was big. I mean, that, when you go back to the end of the Big Twelve. And I know we got a text from a Texas Tech fan who says, don't forget about the Red Raiders. And look, it's a long season. But right now, through 30 games, Texas Tech, Texas and Oklahoma State look like the best two teams. Uh, and that that Sunday finish, which was a walk-off, Texas needed three outs to win it. Um, you know, they needed a run. And obviously the long ones had the bases loaded in the top of the ninth could have played add-on and didn't. That could be one that's uh, really, really big. Uh, Come into the year as far as final standings go, but we'll see. A lot of baseball to be played, a lot to do. Thank you to Coach Ty Harrington. We'll come back and pick up the uh, Texas, uh, the basketball conversation, the golf, all the fun with B and E.
2: It's Bucky and Aaron. Down the street,
0: you can hear a scream. You're a disgrace. It It is is officially live. That That would be our Horn
1: Masters. Fantasy Golf Challenge, powered by Callahan's General Store. It's up and ready to go at our website, hornfm.com. Go pick your favorite nine golfers. Remember, it's not easy. you got to pick one of the top five players, or six, then one from the next group, one from the next group. So you are not you can't go in there and pick Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth. In, no, they're
0: different groups, yes.
1: You know, I think you can get Scheffler and Spieth, because Spieth is currently ranked uh, like 16th in the world.
0: Mm-hmm, 15 or 16, 15th or yep. 16th, So
1: he'll be down there in group three. So you could take Spieth and Scheffler together. Uh, but you've got to go pick uh, one of each, nine golfers. And if your golfers and your team finish the lowest to par, when we come in on Monday, you'll be the winner of that uh, great gift card and stuff from Callahan's General Store, who are powering our tour of Central Texas golf. So Falls in Line as the Absolutely. sponsor of our Fantasy Golf Challenge at hornfm.com.
0: You know, I believe 55 years ago today, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. That is correct. And it... Um, it was one of the sadder days in my household as I was just getting ready to become a teenager.
1: You're like twelve years old.
0: Yeah. My mother was I never saw my mother so distraught ever. Yeah, you, you know, and it, it was a it was a tough, tough period, uh in my household for my mother because, you know, with Dr. King and Robert F. Kennedy, it was but well, my mother was it changed the trajectory of my mother's life, I believe. That that day, this day, and a couple years later when she lost her best friend to breast cancer. It was awful. Like,
1: changed the trajectory aw- for the worst?
0: For the worst, yes. Yeah. Awful, awful, awful. My mother became an alcoholic after that. And oh, it was she- terrible. And 50. this is one of the things that set her, I mean, to some misery that, boy, I wish she could have overcome, but she never did.
1: She lived into her 80s, correct? She if, did. But she struggled. She
0: struggled, very much so. Uh,
1: 1968, April the 4th, 55 years ago We all have these certain today. dates
0: in our lives. Sure, and this was one. Well,
1: that's an um, interesting thought for sure. Uh, but, yes, 55 years ago today, the world changed for sure in um, Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. Terrible. Terrible day. Uh, and obviously personally for you and for, for a lot of people uh, on that day. So April 4th will be forever remembered. Uh, all right, Buck. Sorry to hear that, my friend.
0: Part of part of life, Part of history. Part of
1: history. Uh, okay, so we'll get uh, back into the uh, basketball conversation coming up. Uh, we've also got the Masters and the Masters. and It'll be interesting. What do we get out of the dinner tonight? Anything? Do we come in tomorrow and there's nothing set about how the Masters dinner goes? Yeah, I originally was Probably thinking so. I'd like to
0: have one of those live guys down the stretch. I mean, not really.
1: Oh, I want to see the non-live guys p- pummel the live guys. I don't want to see any of those guys on the leaderboard Sunday. That's, I mean, I, that's my personal opinion.
0: You don't want to see it on Sunday? Nope. I don't no. want
1: any of them anywhere near it. I do. That's. It'll, it'll make for for a good story. Well, yeah, it'll make for interesting, and we do interesting here on the Horn, which is good. Uh, but same time, for me personally, I it's not that to me that's not that's not golf. What they've done, and they get not well, look now their point would be I got to go make all this money. I don't play on the PGA tour, but I come back and get to play in these events. But that'll eventually go away. By the way, uh, their ability to play in these events will eventually, over time dissipate because they'll lose their exemptions.
0: Oh, the, the cream will rise to the top in this event.
1: Well, and that's what I wonder. Are those guys playing creamy golf right now? Yeah,
0: have they, been in, have they been through anything that's been real rough? Not really.
1: I mean, as you just heard Ty Harrington say, I thought it was a great point about Tanner Witt. You can simulate things in the bullpen and think you're feeling good, and then you step onto the mound against a batter and everything changes. in your mindset and your mentality, your adrenaline starts pumping. That's the same as when you're playing in live golf. You can say you're playing competitive golf on a team, with music playing in shorts and no cut. But are you?
0: And you already and, got your money.
1: And you can practice all you want. And uh but it's a little bit different. A little bit different. And we'll see. I mean I I see Ty's point that had yeah, to have one of those guys, a Bryson DeChambeau or a Brooks Kepka, uh, any of those guys. D- DJ, Dustin Johnson who won mm-hmm. it in the remember he won it in twenty twenty in the COVID year in November. You know, any of those guys on the leaderboard, you know, that's gonna create some some more subplots. And gosh if you had a Lib golfer Playing with a with a Scotty Shuffler on, on in the final Sunday. group on a Sunday, that'd be in, that'd be di- di- different. Yeah. Rory and Phil, that that would be the best matchup. In the last day, don't you think? Yeah, but Phil's not going to be there. the most anti live person and the, and the most live person.
0: I'm going to believe that Rory could be there, but I don't think Phil will be oh, there. No, I don't think he can. But yeah. I think it'd be cool. Patrick so, Reed, maybe.
1: Somebody texted us, how are the live guys any different than college athletes getting NIL deals? They did what was best for them to make their money. But they left the tour. I mean, if you left college to take an NIL deal playing in the XFL, then that was your choice. You, I mean, I have advocated for NIL deals for college athletes for a long, long time on this show. Uh, those guys made a choice. And let's also mention that the, every player you know, in the top 50 made a choice, either to go or not. They all had deals offered to them. Every single one of them could have gone to live if they wanted to. So each of them had to make their own specific choice. And I don't begrudge those guys at all uh, for doing it. I don't. I don't uh, have any acrimony towards them for making that call. I'm just not no. going to root for them. Uh, just because I don't think what they're doing now is golf. Yeah, I mean, it's playing golf. It's you not can have competing. your
0: own morals. You can look at it all different kind of ways if, if you want. I mean, that's that's what they thought was best for their families. That's what they thought was best for their future.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, no, again, I don't.
0: I don't have to root for them though.
1: Sure, exactly. I don't have to root for them to be on the leaderboard. Uh uh-uh. uh uh, I don't have to root for the success of Live, and I think that the, uh, Absolutely. the the TV ratings that we've seen, I said this in the 7 o'clock hour, but it's true. You know, the, the, the TV rating for the women's championship game the other night was the highest ever for a women's basketball game. People cared. People were into that. And it tells you that the consumer will still come to something that they sure. find interesting. Uh, all of us. No
0: matter where it is. If they can find it, they will come to it.
1: Right. And as we said, all last year, the Live Tour got free advertising and conversation for a year from everybody everybody had an opinion on it yet here we are into year two for them and no one is watching nobody cares because their style of golf and what Greg Norman and others said was good for the game and growth of the game nobody wants to watch and if they did they would watch um, and they also I mean they, they, they invested a billion dollars into this event that netted them zero uh, they gave a bunch of money to some big names to try to drive the needle well you know they, what they play three tournaments now does anybody know who won one of them Anybody watch any of them?
0: Does anybody go to them? No. Supposedly so, they're free to go
1: to. Oh yeah, you can. You don't have they're to. They're what? To go. No, but no one wants they're to go. They're free. Nobody wants to go. And that's, you know, that was Phil Mickelson's argument that this will be great for golf. It'll grow the game. Well,
0: okay. Dude, tell me that you're not paying five or ten bucks to even get in there. It's you can just walk through the gate and go watch them. Really?
1: Wow. I mean, you. Uh, this is that's not what golf is built on. The golf is built on making the cut. Golf is built on, you know, proving you're the best. And uh, you know, four hard days. And I look. I don't, Again, I don't take any away from those guys who earned the right to make that decision because they. We all win. have the right. But at the same time, I people will say I begrudge them. I don't. I, I give credit to the guys who didn't take the money because it was a it was a grab. It was there. Jordan Spieth could have taken it. It's Every one of those players could have taken, and the Live Tour would have paid them handsomely.
0: Tiger turned out $800 million?
1: Tiger turned out $800 mil, And again, people say oh, he's already a billionaire. That's true. Or they're but, all that. Those other guys were that too Whether before. it be Justin Thomas or Rory or S- Jordan or Scotty, each and one of those guys could have taken the money and been on that tour too. They didn't. And if you don't think they're fighting for their brand of golf and fighting for how they think the game and the history of the game should be should be played, I think you're wrong. You're making a basic economic conversation, which I'm not. I'm making good for the game. And what the, the sport of golf is, and how it how it, you know how it always has been, and how I think it should stay. But you know, that's my opinion. That's why opinions are are good. Everybody's got them. I, I don't. Again, I, people think I begrudge the players who went to live. I do not. I understand why they did it, but doesn't mean I'm going to root for them on no. Sunday at the Masters, and I doesn't mean I'm going to watch them when they're playing their live events because I just don't care.
0: No, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll uh, take your thoughts on that. That'll be your picks by Thursday morning. Got to get those in. That's when they're going to tee off. So I think it's like Wednesday or Thursday at midnight. So you've got today, which is live at hornfm.com, tomorrow uh, and the next day. Uh, A bit of a bone to pick with Stephen A. Smith coming up. Also... We'll let you. I, I said we would tell you what the psychologist who said if you're in a big argument with your wife, you should strip naked. I'll, I'll, I already I'll, told her that. I'll finish that off of. She why. said it's
0: just with your wife, right? She goes, you, you can't be in an argument with somebody in the car, and just, it, it has to be at the house. Well, right? You
1: can't be in an argument with your boss here at the radio <laughs> and station. Just start stripping. Saying, <laughs> strip it down. Yeah, come on. No, we'll explain. Uh, according to the psychologist, why it is a smart strategy to defuse an argument? It's being mm. on the horn.
2: It's Bucky and
1: Aaron. Alright, a lot of golf talk continuing. I love it. I'll just say on the folks who disagree with me on my my take on the Liv players, uh, I'm just standing with uh, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth. I have their same opinion, so I'm, I'm good to be on that side of it. Somebody did text and say uh, no one is saying Liv should replace the PGA. They just want the players to have an alternative. Well, the stated goal was to take over the game from the beginning of this thing. Don't dilute yourself. They offered every player that's a major player on the PGA Tour a contract to come. That guts the PGA Tour.
0: Yeah, they didn't want to share. They wanted to. do They wanted to, to dis- take over the game, yes.
1: uh, and a lot of players took it, and some, a lot of them stood stood firm. But don't this whole thing that oh they just wanted to give an alternative.
0: No, they didn't. That, that's, that's what they're not saying what it now
1: because nobody cares. Yeah, that's not about, what it initially was all about. No, it was a takeover, uh, and. Led by Phil Mickelson and the Saudis, uh, it was. A, they wanted all the big. They thought everybody would take it, and everybody would go. Now, you're free to believe what you want, but that's now the narrative because no one's paying attention to it. Sure, it's an alternative now, and it'll still be there. And the the Saudis will never run it's out. Never of money. It's never going
0: anywhere because they won't run out of money. You're right. right.
1: And they, they uh, gosh, what we, we just had the oil story about. Uh, they're they're cutting OPEC's cutting barrels of oil, uh, which is going to you know. Hit the world economy pretty hard uh, as the gas prices will rise, but at the same time they still are, uh, you know, filling eleven and a half million barrels a day uh, out of there. That's that's the money will continue to pour in if they wanted to. But don't don't say they weren't trying to take over the game. They were. Uh, which is, you know, fine, but don't go the other way when it doesn't, it hasn't worked. Doesn't mean it can't still, by the way. And that's that's why right. It just I, started.
0: Was just last year.
1: And that's why we've been talking all morning about the contentiousness of this dinner tonight. Don't think there's not a fight going on for the future of the game. Uh, so, you know, that's really what this is about. It's not just about economics and politics, and it's about what, how the game of golf is is played, um, in my opinion. And I think it's all pretty individual.
0: Individual suits that are out there. Yeah. No. But um, I'm not gonna be happy about
1: that. Can't have that both ways, though. Hey, look at this. This is some terrible news. Running buck off Thursday. I just saw this, and our man CB on Twitter sent it to us. Cain and Abel's is, sh- is gonna be torn down. Ty, how many nights did you spend at Cain and Abel's? I lived next door to Cain and Abel's <laughs> for two years. So well, it's scheduled for demo at the end of the month to make room for another high rise. Actually, oh my, that is four twenty seven, four twenty eight. Demo time for Texas tees, demo. Dollar beer nights. That is a shame. That's like the it? only college bar on campus. Too. I know. That's tough. That is a brutal, brutal loss. You still got
0: your little railroad card down there, don't you, Ty, that you go to? No. What? Oh, man. The, the,
1: the, the, pet, the pedal bar cart thing? No, yeah. I've never done that. I'll never do that, actually. right. Work out on, and drink? On, on the no. pedal thing? I've been invited. That's that. way
0: too much work. <laughs> way like too much. Good
1: way to get sweaty. Yeah, a good way to get hit by a truck or something. I don't know. Some dude's going to slam me. But... uh also, Buck, can I just say on Stephen A. Smith, I know he's paid to say dumb things.
0: Paid a lot of money to say dumb things.
1: Remember when we, we talked on opening day about the Astros and Megan the Stallion throughout the first pitch, and yes. she had this big booty and her white jeans and the whole thing. And I, we mentioned the day that David Hensley, the Astros' middle infielder, caught the pitch, and they had a hug between home plate and the pitcher. And there's a picture of his arm with his, in his glove hand on the top of her butt. Like on on part, of it. That's a big butt, by the way. Can we just say that? Yes. So Stephen A. Smith decided that he needed to make a comment and say, and remind, and let David Hensley know that he needs to keep his hands above the waist when hugging a female. And like David Hensley's like, what? Uh, we just hugged. I mean, putting <laughs> my my wrist touched the top of her buttock. Uh, yeah, my glove touched her butt. So what?
0: I mean, so what? I wasn't trying to cop a feel. Yeah, I, I that's what he was trying to say. A, he no. was
1: trying to get a squeeze. Come on. It was like you and Vanessa Williams oh, at the Liberty I, I, was, I was all up in that. Now, come on now. You were not hiding your intention. I didn't know what to do. I was confused. But sorry, Stephen A. I didn't know it was your job to protect Megan the Stallion, who doesn't seem offended at all by the whole situation. By the way, I'll mention, you know, David Hensley was not happy last night. He was in the lineup, but he didn't. I don't know if he was. Was he? He was in the lineup last night. He played at San Diego State. Baseball, Not just baseball, but basketball. No. You know David Hensley, the Astros 6'6", store, so I still think, somebody will correct me on this, I still think he's the all-time assist leader in San Diego State history. He was a two-sport star at San Diego State. He played basketball and baseball, and he's now playing for the Astros. I'll be. And now Stephen A's mad at him because he was grabbing try to his try Trying to cop a feel? Thank you, Stephen, for protecting Megan's butt. Hey, the official word from the doctor of why you should strip naked. And remember, both partners have to strip can't just be one. If you just strip and she doesn't, that's not going to go well. It uh, apparently you have a caveman instinct. Both both sides, and you're just going to start saying things you shouldn't say. The minute you strip your clothes off and bring down the barriers, everything's going to calm down. You're going to start. You're going to be more awkward. You're not going to be as confident in your argument because your brain's going to flip. You go, wait, I'm naked. Not me. I'm really going
0: to look my wife over because that not clap on. Well, yeah, that might lead clap to something off. new. Oh yeah, a new emotion yeah. for you, Hell Mr. Blue yeah. Chew. Yeah, that's going to lead to something very, very new for me.
1: But the argument will be over, and you won't say something that you're going to obviously Oh, regret. no, I'm
0: quitting arguing
1: right there. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Right at that time.
1: What were we arguing about? Yeah, what, what, what just went on there? And that's what the doctor says. That's what will happen. Within a few minutes, you'll be like, what were we even arguing about? Why argue? Nice nice hooters. Have yeah, a great day. nice hooters.